Blog Talk Radio. so you can hear me. Hey, yo. Tonight, the one, the only, Brian Rails on your hot 9-7 every day. That's one word. Swimming in, well, in my case, men with their own condominiums, five plus fives. It's all about the Benjamins. What? following content contains explicit language not suitable for minors under the age of 18 if you're listening to my show congratulations you entered into a world of your own and uh it's all about professional wrestling so uh yeah a dubs and wcw there's got to be something similar about these two <clears throat> One, I'm going to cough my lungs out. No, that's not a similarity. That's just something going on with me right now. Uh, two, if you'd like to listen to what I have to say or ask questions or interact, it's wrestle underscore radio on Instagram. It's at underscore Brian Rails on Twitter. Anyways, I digress. So we're going to start right out the gate with a little bit of a history lesson that all of us wrestling fans are very, very fucking familiar with, and that's the timeline of when the Monday Night Wars began. Now, I'm not going to read every page of this so-called chronological history lesson, but I figured I would give some insight as to how these Monday Night Wars started between WCW and WWE. I wrote a little timeline, folks, in my note. September 22nd, 1997. We're not going to start there, but where are we going to start? Oh, yeah, that's right. Scott Hall has his last match in Madison Square Garden in 1995. He even was saying how he made more money He was going to make more money in WCW. Once did Vince approach him and stop him, you know, and work things out? No. This is what prompted the Monday Night Wars. See, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash left WWE for more money in 95. Then it bashed at the beach. That started everything. It changed history. It was thought to be an invasion angle from Razor Ramon and Diesel. They then dropped their names and became the Outsiders in 1996. They won the tag team championships in WCW. 
a record, you know, six or seven times. Did go to Nash and Scott Hall. Um, let me read some numbers for you. And this is going to be a little bit of a math lesson, if you will. So bear with me, all right? Now, normally, people read all the way through. But look at this number. From the very first start of the Monday Night Wars, let's start with September 11, 1995. Raw had a rating of 2.5. And Nitro was 2.4. You want to heat things up? How about you go down the list? Raw started losing ratings. 2.3 to 2.5 on November 20th, 1995. I mean, it wasn't like WCW was getting beat or annihilated. But these numbers, let's see here, they had a streak, if you will. See, the first number that comes up to mind, where they edged them on February 26, 1996, 3.2 for Nitro and 3.1 for WWE Raw. Uh, of course, it says NA, the data wasn't recorded. I find it interesting that these numbers are not recorded in certain sections, like... Uh, March 8th, no, it was uh, April 8th, 1996, Raw's ratings went to a 4.7 and WCW's was not recorded. You want interesting? Okay, so Raw was a 2.7 and WCW was 3.3. The numbers started declining for WWE in 1996. That's when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash left, but 98 comes around. And WCW starts getting destroyed. I don't know how you don't have recorded numbers for the Raw of September of 1998. So, what I'm getting at is, WCW was whipping the shit out of WWE in ratings. Obviously, you heard some of the numbers and some of the examples as to how when it went head-to-head on Monday Night TV... And you didn't have you didn't have anything to watch other than Monday Night Football, WCW Nitro, and WWE Raw. Now, if you look on this, it goes all the way to the year 2000, folks. I mean, I'm flipping the pages here. When WCW Nitro was getting completely obliterated and dominated, I mean, look at this, six point three to two point six. I want to flip back for those who ask. To 1999, that doesn't get any better for WCW when they were kind of even, even though I kind of think, you know, here's the deal type thing. Yeah, 96 was not a good year for WWE, but when it goes to the Attitude Era from 97 to 99, when Bret Hart was sequentially told, by the way, we can't afford you. You're losing the company money. The rest is history. November 9th, anyone, 1997. For those who still live in that year, Earl Hubner doesn't. Bret Hart, I don't know if he's moved from that incident in his head because it's it's part of wrestling history. It's part of what went down. But that also kind of elevate, kind of elevated the Monday Night Wars. When Brett went to WCW, as notated on Dark Side of the Ring, as notated in his biopic, 
it wasn't the greatest of all moves. It wasn't as impactful as, you know, Eddie, Dean, Crispin Walk, all of them moving to WCW back in that time period because WCW was on its way down. Fast forward to 20 years later and its predecessor, better known as AEW, May 15, 2019. That was the launch date. And then it was owned by the son of Sandeed Khan, a.k.a. Tony Khan. The present owner of Ring of Honor, AEW, and so on and so forth. And they debuted October 2nd, 2019. They now hold highest ratings in professional wrestling right now. They broke 1.1 million viewers. I'm not just giving this history lesson just to give it, man. I am telling you straight out what's going on. WCW and AEW. What is what are the similarities between the two companies? Well, one, you know, they both had a Rhodes involved in it, one or two for AEW, and one in Dusty Rhodes behind the scenes, producing, directing, writing, having the oddball Dusty finish added to the mix. Involving himself in a faction, both Rhodes members, Cody and Dustin, were involved in the Elite when AEW first started. I'll tell you what's very similar between AEW and WCW throughout observing. One show likes to book their main event type pay-per-view matches on Dynamite. The other one, WCW, did the same shit. Their main event was such as, I'll give you an example, Sting versus Hogan, thankfully, was saved for a pay-per-view. But they had matches where they had to throw their best, you know, their best foot forward. Because why? Or put their best foot forward, my bet. Goldberg versus Hogan on Nitro. And then the mistake that was made and heard around the world by Eric Bischoff. The only difference is now between that moment where he said Mick Foley was going to win the championship on Raw. Hell, I don't know about you all, but I switched the fucking channel. And two, I know that I've spoken about this before, but now I have more in-depth analysis seeing as how AEW has three years of tread. They've hit the ground running. They're not a bad roster. Same with WCW. They really were not a bad roster. It's just... I think one of the biggest things that I've had, you know, on my mind ever since watching WCW in the past and now AEW, I've watched, I've literally sat and and watched replays and watched it live and I've watched Rampage and I've watched the differences are this. AEW's roster has 100 people in them because they have four separate shows. So if you divide that talent up, they've got Elevation, Dark, Rampage, and Dynamite. You can mix in 100 people ever since their additions in the original AEW, which housed Marco Stunt, Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, K 
Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson. I mean, there was a lot of people that started out in AEW. WCW kind of was in the thick of things. They had a war, if you will, a pro wrestling ratings war going on back in that time period. And let me inform you, as one of the many, many wrestling fans going through that era, that was a fun fucking time. And now, is it a good time to be a wrestling fan? And some people's eyes are like, yeah, if you're an AEW fan. And some people's eyes, yeah, if you're a WWE fan. Don't give a fuck who you're a fan of. What I'm getting at is wrestling has evolved to become the social media era of professional wrestling. It doesn't matter if AEW has 1.1 million viewers. I just care about if they put out good quality wrestling, entertaining wrestling, one side wrestling that tells a story. WCW. They lost traction, man, throughout – I mean, I stopped watching them in 99 since Goldberg had to go through 173 guys. He didn't lose until Scott Hall or Kevin Nash or someone tasered him. I can't recall what pay-per-view that was a part of. It was probably Halloween Havoc or whatever. When WCW started losing traction is when a lot of people say when Vince Russo – left the company. No, it's when Bischoff decided to take over, then Russo came after Bischoff. And after that, the bookings were just complete and utter trash. And some people may debate me and say, well, you have room to talk. You've never promoted a wrestling company. You've never been a part of one. Allow me, ladies and gentlemen, to elaborate. WCW's downfall compared to WCW's uprising. WCW had like a flash in the pan moment for, ooh, let's see here, 95 to about 98, 99 wasn't terrible, 2000, bye-bye, see you later, Shane McMahon came to own the company, and then Vince McMahon now out, you know, he owns the rights to WCW, and ECW, his former competition. Sometimes, folks... You see a lot of similarities between wrestling companies. The booking for AEW. Wow. It's very similar to WCW, but the differences are you have social media and you can recapture every single facet of the night before. You also have links. You have websites that are more frivy than the website or the internet back then. They didn't have Instagram. They didn't have WCW. If they had Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, can you imagine that during the Attitude Era, how different things would be, how how much wrestling would lose its luster just a little bit? Allow me to elaborate, folks. WCW had Sting, had Goldberg, Nash, Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner, off the top of my head, didn't they also have Bam Bam Bill at one point and Sting was still you know, at the helm of WCW? It was so fucking weird. I mean, they had Kiss at one point be on an episode of Nitro. No. No, no, no. Those are just examples of how WCW failed miserably. The Finger Poke of Doom took a turn when 
what was it, Hogan got pissed off at Jeff Jarrett. This is the kind of shit that pisses me off about what's going on, blah, 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 blah. The NWO has been noted as the death of WCW. And now, what would be the death of AEW? I don't know. I really honestly think they're succeeding because of superstars like, or not super, but wrestlers like Thunder Rosa, who just recently won the AEW Women's Championship from Britt Baker. So, you know, here's the deal, folks. AEW has had its fair share of tug of wars with WWE, not not too too much because they've won in key demographics from 1849. Their ratings are up there. They've they've managed to break over a million viewers and viewership. And WWE Raw went low because of the Olympic well, Winter Olympic Games. There used to be on USA Network. They temporarily moved there, but I'm gonna just point this out, folks. AEW, as far as credibility goes, as far as ratings go, yes, they have the Hardy Brothers. Yeah, they got Sting and Darby Allen and MJF and CM Punk and Wardlow and Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard and Jake the Snake Roberts. But what what sets them apart from the days of WCW back if we're referring to the Monday Night War days what sets them apart from that era number one they got an owner that can multitask which is kind of a rarity because some owners would basically hit the fan if they're owning like a bunch of things like Tony Khan owns AEW now owns Ring of Honor and now also partially owns the Jacksonville Jaguars Eric Bischoff was the Ted Honcho, the president of WCW, the owner. Ted Turner was the funder of that. So when you have guys like Hogan, Nash, Hall, Bischoff, Sting running the show in WCW, eventually there becomes too many cooks in the kitchen. And that's why WCW kind of hit the fan. Lost interest in him after that whole reveal of Mick Foley or Mankind winning the championship because it was a pivotal moment in wrestling history. Much like the beginning of their victories, dude, like when they started out, okay, they started out hot, but then they got cold because they were more concerned about destroying Vince McMahon because they had read the results with they didn't think anything would happen Yeah it did I mean that was Eric Bischoff's one Fatal mistake And I mentioned it before over and over again If he doesn't say that Out loud On live TV WWE I don't know what would have happened Would they have Would they have eventually won the ratings war Probably because WCW went kaput in 2000, AEW, are they going to go kaput? Are they going to putt-putt? Because of all the sh- all the wrestlers they have there, man, a hundred people. WCW had eight less than that in 1999. I, I think it's amazing because look, look at this full roster in 99, folks. 
I'm going to read to you the names that were on this roster because you have Big Vito, Barry Windham, Barry Darso, Bam Bam Bigelow, Bobby Heenan, Booker T, Bret Hart. They had Brian Adams, Brian Nobbs, Buff Bagwell, Chavo Guerrero Jr., Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, Chris Canyon, Chuck Palumbo. So they had Dustin Rhodes, Hugh Morris, Hulk Hogan. I mean, they, they add a lot. Jamie Howard, La Parca, Conan. I'm not going to read all these names, but, dude, 92 people and no women's roster. Barely had any women. Okay, if you count Daphne, that doesn't count because WCW barely had any female action whatsoever. And when they did, it was essentially a step down from what they were doing? I don't know, folks. To me, if I'm looking at the comparison and contrast of WCW and AEW, here's what I see. One had a women's roster, a developed, not-so-developed women's roster. I mean, you have Ty Conchi, you have Jade Cargill, who needs work in certain areas. Okay, they built her way too fast. They built her up way too fast, is what I mean. And then you have Britt Baker, DMD. Was, you know, phenomenal for getting over with Thunder Rosa. Not only getting over with one person, but she got over a lot of wrestlers that she's worked in. You know, Riho. I don't know if she's even worked Nyla Rose, but she. Okay, we're not going to go on, on tangent about women's wrestling, but AEW has a women's roster, despite you know, what people think. And yeah, I will say it. WWE has a much better equipped women's roster than AEW's. Yep, I went there. Now, WCW compared to AEW, why did, uh, you know, how is it so many people's faults for WCW's demise? Okay. Or let me rephrase that. Why did WCW have a demise, and why is AEW on the up and up and you know? I'm getting up their path. It's because when you have an owner who is a legit fan who has followed wrestling and wants to follow a certain format and success and cares a great deal about his wrestlers, you're going to succeed against a company that literally follows a choreographed story. This is WWE because when you have promos that last week, I know you beat me one-on-one, but this week, it's going to be totally different. You're going to see. I'll see your ass out there in the ring, blah, 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 blah. It's not organic, and it's not real. It's so fucking fake and disingenuous if you make it sound like that. Not only the promos, but also the the presentation. WWE had to dig out one of their, you know, biggest names in their history, one of the founding fathers of Attitude, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Did they really have to dig that deep? Probably because they were, I don't know if they were going to draw anybody at all at WrestleMania 38. To be honest with you, it was so cool to see Thunder Rosa have a mariachi band. Let me just, you know, here. Play what you you know play for you, if you would please on beyond the tracks, the entrance for Thunder Rosa. This is pretty cool, and I know I'm being totally random, but forgive me, folks. 
this is one of them things that I like that AEW did. So, there you go. Take a listen. You know, they're not the first company to have a main event featuring women. Or, you know, since WCW only had Miss Elizabeth running around and Macho Man Randy Savage's girlfriend and a bunch of other women that I can't even... Oh, Kimberly, my bad. But who were the women that were notable in WCW? I mean, they don't have Luna Vachon anymore. Long time ago, Medusa. Long time ago, <clears throat> who was the notable names that came through WCW women-wise? There's your difference right there. One of many. Social media helps anchor a lot of shit now. What do I mean by that? If WCW had Twitter, if they had Instagram, if they had fulcrums to help. Lev, you know, give them leverage, give them power. It would have helped them, I think, to an extent. But people still would have left their company because why? The NWO ran the show. Did the elite run the show in in the AEW? No. Who's been the biggest difference maker during these times? You know. Uh, Tony Khan owns a developmental part. You know, 40 of his wrestlers came from Ring of Honor. They also cycled through from WWE because WWE, I don't know why they keep doing this because it's just me. From personal observation to watching them, when a wrestler gets to the main roster, they completely get lost in the shuffle, get their gimmick changed. People don't know who they are. Main roster fans are never accustomed to who comes from NXT anyway. So then they're like, well, he was a joke anyways. Or she was a joke anyways. You don't have that issue, you know, with Ring of Honor as of yet. And it comes on cable TV. I think what I'm going to do, folks, is still watch the replays to be the own judge. Take my notes. 
and make personal observations. I'm sorry if I'm boring you to tears, man. But on another note, you know, we're supposed to have a guest on the show, but it's all gravy. I thought I could figure out Skype calling, but you know, it's no it's no big deal. None whatsoever. It is it's it is what it is. Moving forward. So without further ado, seeing as I have a full hour and a half left. <laughs> I'm not gonna make an hour and a half left as to why the differences between AEW and the differences between WCW. Uh no. <laughs> no. We're going to delve into my favorite time of this show. I don't care, blah, blah, blah. Okay, personalize. Yes. Okay, finish, blah, blah, blah. The following content presented on this pro wrestling podcast. Wrestle Radio Network sister show, Beyond the Tracks profile, belongs to the owner, Brian Rails. You do not have permission to use, copy, reproduce the content from all episodes recorded and shared on social media. All content is protected by U.S. and international copyright laws. Reproduction and, distribu- and distribution without permission from the owner is strictly prohibited and can be punishable by law. Failure to comply will result in legal action taken. All rights reserved. WrestleRadio Network slash Beyond the Tracks 2022. All right, Maestro. <laughs> can we... uh? Hit my music. You know, this one, just for this once. I promise you. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. WCW are very similar, whether you want to admit it or not. <laughs> For those who don't notice the booking and just notice the wrestling, congratulations, you've hit, you've done a different side of fandom. I just do it, I'm just doing this because reporting-wise, I ain't want to bore you to tears, but I'm going to tell you the similarities. Both have stayed, because at 61 years old, this dude is fucking amazing. He's still killing it, still jumping off balconies. Still coming from the rafters, and he's aligned himself with Darby Allen in this era. And the other eras, it was with Lex Luger and the Giant, and then he went on a hiatus and didn't come back to WCW. So he reinvented his gimmick into the Crow version of this thing. All right. And if I look at history right now, like I told you, the ratings in 96 for WWE were not so great, and WCW was kicking their ass. When you have somebody at the helm running the ship like Tony Khan, who essentially, yes, he sets records, and yes, he does wonderful things. And, you know, 
to give Ring of Honor a home. That's huge. Look at all the people that have jobs now. Could Eric Bischoff run Ring of Honor? Could Eric Bischoff, not just him, but Ted Turner do the things that Tony Khan is doing right now? Could he pull it off? I'm going to tell you right now. In this day and age of professional wrestling where fans aren't really surprised, where it's still a split crowd and the those who used to be hardcore NXT love you fans, I'm one of those, but I still support both companies, WWE and AEW. I know I get a lot of flack for that, but you know what? Who cares? AEW falls under the category of they're still young, they're still wet behind the ears. No, they look like seasoned veterans, man. They look like they are gangbangers some nights, and then other nights, on Dynamite specifically, if you're asking, when they have a show that has a main event-style match booked to be the first match of the show, then what the fuck are you going to do with the rest of your night? That's my question. WCW had the same issue. They would book pay-per-view quality matches on their regular programming and weren't able to follow up with anything other than here comes the NWO, here comes the NWO Wolfpack. Now the or NWO Wolfpack is blended with all the members from the former NWO. Now another leader of the NWO comes heir apparent. You know, now Jeff Jarrett runs the show. So it was one big cluster fuck. From, in my humble opinion, because you had characters like Goldberg, Sting, Diamond Dallas Page. You had Canyon, who really didn't fit the fucking mold in WCW. He was a character. Who better than Canyon? A lot of people had spots in WCW, but it got overlooked because if you weren't 6'5", if you weren't close to 7 feet tall, you didn't get an opportunity. And if your name wasn't Bill Goldberg, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner, Macho Man Randy Savage, you kind of got the axe. You really didn't have an opportunity. Whereas in AEW, if your name is Chris Jericho, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Hangman Page, Adam Cole, Keith Lee, you got a shit ton of opportunity that lays right in front of you. It doesn't matter which championship, Sammy Guevara, <clears throat> MJF, Wardlow, uh, Sean Spears, Tully Blanchard, Private Party, the Hardy Brothers. I mean, the list of talent just goes on and on for AEW. It's like, man, it's like a never-ending plethora of talent. In WCW, the talent that I just listed was basically the core component that started Impact Wrestling, right? Because look at it. Even though he's gone, Scott Hall. Even though he's not wrestling anymore, Kevin Nash. Even though he's can't wrestle anymore, Hulk Hogan. He carried on into a whole slew of things. Did WCW? It transposed its image. If you think about the evolution of WCW. From the days of Mr. Crockett, okay? And then the the days when wrestling, the wrestling world was known as territories. You had NWA, AWA, USWA, USVWA. Then you had WWF and WCW and then ECW. Then every territory kind of just went out of business. 
No more territories. It was all about entertainment. That's where WCW comes in. They fell victim thinking, oh, you know, nothing can touch us. We can read the results of their show. Not once, not twice, but third time's the charm. Kaboom. That was the death of WCW, the start of the death of WCW. I liked watching both see, you know, who was going where, and that, you know, that list included Rick Rude, X-Pac, who was in six in, in WCW. I mean, there's a lot of guys that walked in the door and out the door. It was a revolving door, man. It was great for wrestling fans. It was Paranoia City for uh, Vince and the boys and Eric and his boys. And, you know, I was never a part of WCW or WWF. I was too young. But the point is, yeah, Ric Flair has been a part of every company except for ECW. Good Lord. That was a good point. If you have any more questions, it's Russell underscore radio. And um, here's what I'm going to say. NXT, for the for that person who just left, yeah, they're still around by the chin of their chinny-chin-chin. You know, Dolph Ziggler kind of helped them out just a smidgen with his ratings. You know, just the ratings for NXT, I don't have the numbers, man, but I do know that they're not so good. Even though they just opened the show with... WWE went to sci-fi when AEW during the Winter Olympics broke over a million viewers. And that's – those numbers back in the Attitude Era, 1.1 million, that below the quality of TV that they're producing for wrestling fans from AEW is the reason why they're sitting at 1.1 million viewers. And the key demographics is – the numbers that it is. I'm not going to read numbers to you all night long because that's not my show. That is not my style. I take a gander at AEW's ratings. And you know what? I personally think, I mean, I you know, no, I don't think that. That's just terrible. Nah, brother. This is what I think. Every time someone has stated that AEW and WCW are not similar, how are they not? Outside of the social media explanation, how are they not similar? Their ring dimensions are literally the same. That's a 20 by 20 ring. That is a huge-ass ring. Think about it. you got an extra foot to do a whole bunch of dives, flips, cool shit, like DDTs on the apron, tope suicidas, corkscrew planchas, cutters from miles away. You know. Of course, I'm getting ahead of myself. I know. I'm my own worst enemy, right? Well, from what I gather, folks, professional wrestling has definitely evolved from the days of Dave Meltzer running Pro Wrestling Newsletter Observer or whatever. It's just 
fans expect things. They read, they hear about it, they read about it. They, oh, did you hear so and so's going to AEW? So a grand total of games is a hundred. I think they, it says they've added a hundred wrestlers to their roster because they have four shows, so they got to split them up evenly. But hundred wrestlers. No, that's not the sound effect I'd like to play for that one. You know what I think of when I hear that? It's it's just here. Yeah, let me do stupid. <laughs> no, no, not the one I, you know. Hundred wrestlers. Yeah, multitudes of dams. That's a lot of folk on your roster, considering the main highlighted people, you know, it gets people's attention. I mean, I don't know who would not want to pay attention to Sting, Darby Allen, Thunder Rosa, people who paint their face and act crazy. And then you have the Hardy Brothers using their music and doing their thing. You have FTR, Malachi Black, Brody King. You have a tag team division that's actually comprised of tag teams that are utilized and not just gimmicked into, oh, this team's going to be the team this three months, and the next three months it'll be this team. Mm. No, that's not shade. That's just the honest-to-God truth, okay? Sorry, it's just the honest-to-God truth, man. If I'm looking at what WWE is doing with their tag team, yes, I'm incorporating them into this discussion because why it all ties down into one big, giant compare-and-contrast mode, okay? When you look at both companies through a looking glass, AEW started out real hot right out the gate because people were tired of watching mediocre wrestling and the same people going over and over and over again. Now people, you bitched about Roman Reigns, right? So then you decided to jump ship and watch AEW because you were sick of seeing Roman Reigns win over and over again, complaining he wasn't heel enough, that he wasn't doing his job, that WWE should have turned him heel two years ago when they had the right timing to do it at. I don't know if that will work because he just wasn't built to do that that's why AEW took place and they had a guy named Cody Rhodes who's back in WWE so really at this point I find it funny that some of you are telling me well you don't know what you're talking about you're just rambling in circles no bro this all comes to a point AEW is exactly like WCW in some regards you know, they're both on TNT, are they not? The only difference between their main show on Wednesdays, which is going on right now, sorry for uh, babbling during their show, but Nitro and Dynamite are two very similar things. They explode by definition. They're 
you know, they don't have the same intro speed as WCW, but I mean, the intro is more modernized, and it's like the the mark the um, well, it's the marquee, yeah. The intro. We'll just leave it at the intro. The intro is the same. The booking is very similar, except for you know one faction doesn't hold president over the other. Kenny Omega controls the women's division. Matt and Nick Jackson. I don't even know if they're still in the office or not. I don't care. I've watched AEW shows, and boy, you know what it reminds me of? When NXT was first around, and they didn't give a shit about uh. The theatrical side of things, the drama, they gave a damn about the wrestling and then added some drama, which was great. Till Nick Khan took over, dear Lord. Um, it reminds me because if you look at what's going on, WWE's main roster wasn't bad on one end on SmackDown Live and Rampage is, it, you know, here and there. In my opinion, it's, it's in here and there because it doesn't really feature any of that decent matches features this name wrestler had a feud with this name wrestler matt hardy and so-and-so from private party or matt hardy versus so-and-so from the acclaimed sorry folks i really don't know their names some of them not all all right what i'm getting at is the style of booking them winning the ratings war aew's been winning the ratings war because of names because of production and Coming and following through WWE, I they got attention now because Stone Cold Steve Austin's come back. What's next? The Rock? Who's next? The Rock? I don't know. But if you keep bringing back Bill Goldberg for championship match, you know, after championship match, is it really worth your while? No, it that's why AEW, the, the organic feel that WCW had, not the I'm writing this for them to promo. They're able to let loose. They can take shots at WWE all they want, but they're very, you know, look at who's in the company now. All that's missing is Hogan, Bischoff, Nash, God rest his soul, Hall. Are they going to let it die? I don't think so, because like I said, social media is the end-all, be-all right now. You look at what Nick Jackson tweeted. Did you see their tweet, bro? Oh, my God. Down the fucking street today, yo. I'm telling you. Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho, that's fucking gold on the mic. And, you know, they subtly jab at WWE like WCW did, but they have they have social media handles to do it on now. Did they have that back then? And I'll keep repeating this. No, they didn't. There's a common theme here, folks. When you have social media to help you alleviate or elevate your product, to promote it, to put it on TV, to make it what it is today, you will succeed. <clears throat> also, dudes who are 18, all the way up to dudes who are 49, 50, even in their 60s or 70s, who watch wrestling are saying, man, at least you're showing that they're tough, that this isn't fake. Whereas in WCW, they did that for about three years, and then they bit the big one. Also, as much room as AEW has, it's amazing how they can uh, 
function with 100 people on their roster. That number is not staggering. It's kind of stifling. Like, how do you focus with that many people? Just how? Because the real focus is on like maybe 18, 20 people who have big names like Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Rebel, Bunny, Ty Conchi. Those are just the women, right? Then you have the men. You got Hangman Page, Sammy Guevara, Brian Danielson, Sting, CM Punk, Keith Lee, Brody King, Malachi Black, Pac, the Bastard Pack. You know, Pentagon Black, Powerhouse Hobbs, you've got Lance Archer. The names just keep on circulating on through, and allow me to tell you this, at least Adam Cole did not fit the, he's going to be the champion the minute he goes against Hangman Adam Page. Had that been... I wonder, though, had that been a WWE booking in NXT present day, Adam Cole probably would have won the championship because he was, for <laughs> some reason, you know, people had a business hard on for him. Why? Because he fucking drew people in to what he was trying to portray, and he's still doing that. Folks, it's called draw. They put asses in seats. AEW put asses, or have been putting asses in seats for the longest time. That's why they have... 1.1 million viewers on TV, comparatively speaking, to 1.1, That's their old numbers. Their old numbers were higher than their new numbers. Isn't that funny? They've broken a million before, and people are like, oh, my God, that's a big deal for wrestling. It is. It is. WCW's numbers, let me point that out, they're a lot bigger than that. In 96, they were at 2.3, Of course, it was a different time, man. People were tired of the, you know, oh, I'm going to watch this on TV kind of bullshit. They wanted something they could just step back from reality and be like, man, I want to watch this shit every week. Thank you, NWO for life, briefly. I mean, that helped a lot of guys like me kind of, man, I can be just like Hogan one day, said no one ever. I can be just as big as Scott Hall or Kevin Nash, said nobody ever. In other words, WCW had, uh, and they were doing this without Instagram, without Twitter, without the promotional packages that come on social media or on Facebook or whatever. They were doing this without a helping hand. And now, I mean, it's so hard to even fathom, like, man, how did WCW manage their own product? How did they promote it? So good to the point where had Vince scratching and clawing himself out of a you know brick wall in the alley. Because WCW had them by the throat. What's the difference? What are the differences? Tell you the difference. Money talks. Tony has plenty of it. They're not losing money. <clears throat> not only money, but they're merchandise, dude. They've infiltrated Spencer's. They've infiltrated... Oh, no. Hot Topic. My bad. AEW. We can go... Wrestling fans can go to Pro Wrestling Tees now. They can go to Hot Topic. They can go to Spencer's. Because 
if you look on the shelves, you'll see AEW shirts. You'll see AEW masks for those that are left and the remnants thereof. You go to stores, man. You talk amongst other wrestling fans. The major trends that are fucking following these people. If you are a wrestling fan, you know the name, instantly know the name Sting. You instantly know the names, the Hardy Brothers. So, my question to everyone who is currently watching AEW, do you think, I'm pretty sure you've, this has crossed your mind. There are some eerie similarities between AEW now and WCW 96. They're both running up against that company that's ooh, been around since the 1920s, Vince's great-great-grandfather. And yes, I keep mentioning WWE back into the fold because I've been labeled as the WWE guy on more than one occasion. But they fit into this equation because they're like one plus one would be AEW WCW equals WWE. Does that make sense? Because if you think on it, watching what's going on now, it, it is different. A lot of fans are gravitating towards one company because they were tired of the same story over and over again between five wrestlers and it would rotate. It'd be Edge, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, who's still doing an excellent job, by the way. It would rotate in the same fucking cycle. Oh, Seamus be in the mix if he was. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. AEW, the new WCW Nitro Syndrome. They put a cage match that should have been reserved for a fucking pay-per-view, but they saw that Britt Baker was kind of going stale. No, they just, they had to change it up. They just took, you know, in my opinion, they took a page out of WCW and put a main event quality match between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa on a day through which, you know, hey, it was a St. Patrick's Day theme, right? We're going to put our best against our best, and we're going to come out with great ratings. They did. They came out with phenomenal ratings. I know my co-host is going to disagree with me and say that AEW is the best in wrestling, and it's by far the best draw, the best wrestlers ever. I'm going to disagree with you, partner. AEW may be the best right now, and they do put asses in seats, and they've drawn intrigue because Ring of Honor is now back. That's awesome. You know, thank you for that, Tony Khan. However, you know, I'm going to ask this question. At what point will AEW start to fall? I honestly don't know that answer to that question because so far, so good. I mean, they've managed to... Weather the storm of the Wednesday Night Wars that they won, right? There wasn't even a competition. When certain wrestlers started getting pulled up to main roster, that was dumb. Because, I mean, look, Matt Riddle would be the only one succeeding out of that whole bunch outside of Damian Priest. And all the other NXT people that got called up, where are they now? AEW. Because they didn't have a spot for them. They didn't know what to do with them. Well, apparently one company picked them up and... 
provided them with the tools to use and entertain audiences with, right? That's the basic gist of this whole fucking segment is that AEW is very similar to WCW sometimes in their booking style. However, the difference between Nitro and Dynamite, man, that's hard to find one. Because if you look at it now, Sting, Sting, great tag team. Although Nash and Hall are not the Hardy Brothers, the Hardy Brothers have clout. They have credibility. They have a resume. They've been tag team champions a gajillion times. What more do they need to prove, you ask? I don't know. But yeah, guys. WCW and AEW are very fucking similar in regards to not only just the overall booking style, but also their presentation. Nitro, you know, it it gave you a sense of this is an alternative for wrestling. This is different. It gives you a different vibe. It gives you a different aura, a different type of feel when you sit in the crowd and you're not, okay, yeah, at this point in the match, this is what's going to happen. And it does. Sadly enough, you know, predictability becomes a thing, right? AEW is doing what WCW did, but they've got platforms to help them along. They've got people who are invested in their product, not only their owner, not only the wrestlers, but everyone's behind it. That's a big, that's a major deal when your boss is invested with the talent. If your boss is so far out and only invested in certain talent, it shows. They might not admit it, but, you know, you have to in wrestling, just like a job, you have to take a step back, take what they give you, and run with it. AEW is running with it so far, and they haven't really dropped any balls at all. I mean, sometimes they do on certain nights with their booking style, but other than the outside of the booking, what are they doing that the wrestling company is known to do, right, or supposed to do? Put asses in seats, entertain the crowd, Get huge numbers from merchandise, and just fucking tell a story, man. That's that's the main thing for me is telling the story. I've got a shit ton of merchandise already, and I'm really invested in your product. The question is, can you guys hold up? Can you guys keep doing this? Because there's times when I'm starting to wonder. You know, you had Sting, who is in the best shape of his life doing dives off a fucking balcony onto a table and he still got up and he still finished the match which was badass by the way so I'm not overcompensating I'm not repeating myself I'm just telling it like it is because one point in time will the ratings come to a head will they start doing what WCW did I don't know I'm here just to tell you this wrestling as a whole, right now, the community is looking at AEW like they're they're gods and they can't be touched. Like the Greek gods, man. Hades, Zeus, Poseidon. Did they all have weaknesses? No. They're gods. Did they all have 
Well, if you read Greek mythology, yes, they they were able to be fooled, but AEW is looked at as these this higher company that cannot be touched, that cannot be brought down to earth. I mean, because look at the quality shit they're putting together, even during WrestleMania week. I know I got to incorporate them somehow. So if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. I'm not ending the show just yet. I'm not ending it just yet. I'm going to leave you with this. AEW's list of names, there's a shit ton to list off. WCW had maybe a handful of names that were the main center frame of the show. Did they put asses in seats? Yeah. Even on their dying days, they did. But I'm going to tell you what, it's going to be one hell of an interesting 2022. Oh, and by the way, Raiders. <laughs> That's what I've got to say because we've got Devontae Adams and the rest of the AFC West minus the Chiefs actually did something in the draft or free agency. They'll probably do something in the draft the Chiefs will, but they're still going to suck eggs, you know, without their number one star receiver. Anyways, just thought I'd throw that in there at the last. Go Raiders. To all the Raiders fans listening, what up? To every AFC West fans that hates the Chiefs, props to you. Sorry, I had to add that in there, partner. I know you're listening. I know Jake Ryan is listening to this show. He's probably flipping the whole thing off and throwing it. He's a goddammer, you know. And that's how he is. Anyways, I'll see his ass on Saturday. What up? And, you know, and if you, for real, though, this is the reason that I got to get my beauty sleep for tomorrow. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Toodles, bitches. I got to get my beauty rest. Dig it. The coast of personality. The coast of personality.